and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about two different things. So about how your body tries to achieve homeostasis and maintain body weight, and also vitamin D deficiency and the importance of making sure you do have enough vitamin D in your body. But first, I wanted to chat about my weekend so it was my husband's birthday on thursday which was the 20th of april and pretty much since thursday to sunday my diet was absolutely shocking just catching up with people with um, going out for meals and everything so i want to chat a little bit about that and how my body reacted or how i felt afterwards so on Thursday, he didn't want to go out for dinner or anything. He just wanted to stick to his usual meals because he knew once the weekend comes, he's going to be eating a lot more than usual. So he thought, I'll eat well on my birthday for all the things we have coming up for the weekend, which was fair enough because he was totally right. And I was trying to push making him dinner or you know, cook him a meal, but he didn't want that. He just wanted to stick to his usual meals. And for dinners, he usually does my muscle chef meals. So I went to Woolies and I just got him um, some vanilla slices and I put a couple of candles in them. So from Woolworths, you can get like two small slices. So I got those, put a candle in each, and that's what I used for his cake for the Thursday night. And we had vanilla slice each. He calls it a snot block. Does anyone else call it a snot block? Because I have never called it that in my life and it sounds disgusting. And I totally get why because the you know, the creamy part in the middle is kind of like snot, I guess. But yeah, it was delicious. And then on the Friday, so my mum and dad came down to Geelong and we went out for dinner. So we went to Black Man's Brewery in Geelong and there they just have like a food truck type setup thing and it's like pizza. So me and my husband Jack shared a pizza and we, I had a beer and I think I had one beer. Yeah. And so we shared that. And then we still had leftover pizza. So the reason we still had leftover pizza is because before that, I should have mentioned, we went to this distillery, which was next door called Sears or Ceres, Ceres. I don't know how to say it. It's C-E-R-E-S. And it's a distillery right next door to Black Men's Brewery. And um, we got like this little sandwich to share as well. We shared that. And then we went and met up with mum and dad at the brewery and then had the pizza. So I wasn't super hungry at this point. Um, and yeah, we, so we shared the pizza. Then we still had, I think it was three slices left of the pizza, which we took home. And I had that for lunch the next day. And so there was pizza for dinner and for lunch the next day. And then dinner, we went to... Uh, oh, Malt Shovel in Geelong with his dad and his sister. And um, I got the chicken bao buns and also a side of greens because I was really feeling pretty terrible from having pizza so often the day before. 
And of course, with that comes another birthday cake. <laughs> so it was, was the Biscoff cheesecake from Woolies you can get. And so I had a slice of that too. And by this point, I was feeling pretty terrible. Like I'd gone out for a dinner, dinner the night before and had pizza. I had vanilla slice the night before that. And then pizza for lunch the next day after I had the pizza and then going out and having another meal. So I did try to keep it pretty healthy with the chicken bao buns and the green beans. And then the next day we caught up with his mum and we went to Bells Beach Brewing. So as you can tell, there's a lot of breweries. So my husband loves breweries. <laughs> so that's where we were going. And this place, there was literally no you cannot get a healthy option. Like there was no healthy options on the menu. Um, and by this point, I wasn't feeling the very best with my nutrition because I just hadn't eaten very well. So when we got there, I just got the fries and just picked at them. Like my husband got the fries and I just picked at them while I had beers. So over the weekend, even though it wasn't it's like by saying it out loud, it doesn't sound like a lot of food, but it was a lot of crap food and a lot of calorie dense food that just made me feel not very good and since then so this was on Sunday now it's Wednesday uh I feel like I have my my usual hunger cues haven't come back and I'm still waiting to get that sort of hunger feeling and I think it is because of just the overconsumption on the weekends although it wasn't a lot of food it was a lot of calorie dense foods right so you might find this happens after you have maybe have a day a few days where you're just eating a lot you may find you're not that hungry after and that is because your body is trying to maintain homeostasis so where it's comfortable at so by doing that it suppresses hunger cues because it's saying we've had enough food over the past few days or week or whatever it is we don't need more food so it's not going to really signal for those hunger cues which is why I often find people that have more body fat on them tend to feel less hungry and it's because their bodies are telling them that we don't need more food or we don't need any more fuel. We've got enough on board. So they don't get the sort of the intense hunger cues that other people would get. So after this weekend, what did I do? What I did was, so Monday morning when I woke up, I waited for myself to feel hungry. I got up at like 5am Monday morning and I uh, went to the gym, worked out and I finished and I still just wasn't hungry. My belly just felt full and hard and it just I still wasn't hungry so I waited and it wasn't until I think it was I got home actually and I had just a small squeeze patch yogurt it's less than I think it's like 100 calories it's nothing so I just waited and waited and it wasn't until about lunchtime that I sort of got somewhat hungry but pretty much ever since the weekend I still haven't really had my regular hunger cues that I would usually have so at the moment I am trying to stick to having breakfast lunch and dinner but not as big of a meal as what I would usually have. So I am trying to limit the size just because I still don't have those regular hunger cues. And usually before a meal, I'm really hungry. Um, but at the moment, I'm just not. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's time to eat. I feel somewhat like slightly hungry. So I just better eat because I know I should. So I'm just sticking to smaller meals until I get that regular appetite back, which I hope is soon. But yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like I haven't had this type of reaction to overeating on the weekend before because quite often I have weekends like this where I'm just always out and always busy doing things and I end up going out for dinners a lot more than usual but usually by Monday my appetite is back to normal but I don't know what's going on this time around so I thought I would share that if anyone else finds that interesting or gets the same thing after like a busy weekend and dining out a lot. Uh, I did try to make the best choices where I could 
but a lot of places we went to, there was no good choice. For example, pizza, the place we went for the pizza, there was no other option apart from pizza. And then on the, at, on the Sunday, there was no other option but burger and chips from the menu. So what do you do, right? What do you do? I still have Biscoff cheesecake in the fridge, which I really want to have a slice, but I know probably shouldn't because I don't need it and I've already overconsumed from the weekend. Now going on to the homeostasis part of it, which is where your body's trying to stay at its usual weight. So you would find this also when maybe you've gone a few days without eating properly or you're severely under eating and then you'll find your body's like, oh my God, I need food. I need to build up my energy stores. And then you end up overeating in the next few days. And that's just your body's way of trying to maintain balance, which is similar to what my body's doing at the moment. You'll even find this when you're cold and you start shivering. So your body's shivering to try and keep you warm, to keep you at homeostasis. So there's little things that your body does to help keep it where it's comfortable at and where it should be at for you. All right, so going on to today's recommendation, it isn't a product, but rather a way of cooking a food. And I love it so much. Um, it's my favorite. The only thing is that it does get not exp- it doesn't get expensive, but it does add up. So what I love to do is stir fry my greens so like bok choy uh pak choy um choy sum that those type of asian greens i love them so much broccolini as well and then stir fry it with teriyaki sauce and also a chopped up chili just stir fry that all up until it's softened but not burnt or overcooked or anything and then have that as a side with my main like meat source of protein whether that's salmon or chicken whatever it is i just think it's so delicious and it tastes amazing and i just love pretty much anything asian inspired i love so that is my favorite get like the asian greens with some broccolini you can seriously just eat so much of it it's so good get some teriyaki sauce i'm pretty sure i use the aom brand and then yeah top up a chili stir fry it all up it's so easy and it just tastes amazing i had it if you follow me on instagram i had it as a side with my dumplings the other night i posted it on instagram and it was just delicious but i love it so that is my recommendation i think i'm gonna cook it up tonight and have it with some soup tonight that will be my dinner Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program, and by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no-obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. 
Alright, now let's get into today's main topic of vitamin D deficiency. It is so bloody common, especially in Victoria, because our main source of vitamin D is through the sun. And in Victoria, it's mostly cold for most of the year. We're mostly covered up or we're working nine to five and we struggle to get in enough sun uh, through through our skin because we're working. By the time we get up, it's dark or the sun's not up yet. By the time we get home, it's dark or the sun's really gone down. So we don't have enough time to get sun on our skin. So I'll be chatting more about vitamin D deficiency today. Now, did you know that 30% of Australians are vitamin D deficient? Isn't that funny with the highest rates of skin cancer, but lowest, but also highest rates of vitamin D deficiency. So it's absolutely crazy. So it is really important and it most likely affects you or somebody you know with that high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency. So we're going to go into it a little bit today, not a little bit, a lot of bit today. So why do we need vitamin D? So vitamin D is needed to absorb calcium from the intestine to support healthy bones. Vitamin D also plays a role in supporting growth and maintenance of the skeleton and regulating calcium levels in the blood. So it is really important for our bone health, particularly if you have osteoporosis or you're at a high risk of getting osteoporosis. So for Australians, the main source of vitamin D is from exposure to sunlight. And vitamin D is produced when our skin is exposed to ultraviolet B, so UVB light from the sun. So if we are wearing sunscreen a lot and hats and sunnies and everything, you know, to protect our skin, it is super important. But if we are completely covering our body from the sun, it can be really hard to be able to get our adequate requirements of sunshine um, onto our skin. So you do need to be able to manage that correctly. So still be obviously sun smart. You have to be sun smart in Australia, but also still finding a time where you can just get a couple of minutes of sun on your skin with no protection. So the exposure times vary on the season and location within Australia. So how much time you should have in the sun. So we'll go through the areas. So this is more so particularly for those people living in Australia. So we will go through that so if you're in Victoria which I know many of you are so in summer we need just a few minutes on most days of sunshine on our skin whereas in May to August we need about two to three hours per week so that is quite a bit of time to be having the sun on our skin especially when it's cold it's not often we're going to be in a t-shirt or singlet and just sit outside (laughs) in winter not going to happen and that's the same in Uh, Tasmania, Canberra, New South Wales, Perth, and uh, Adelaide as well. Now, if you are in Darwin or Northern Territory or Brisbane or somewhere in the northern part of Australia, you need just a few minutes on most days for the whole year. So it's not different from summer to winter, but more so all year round because it's pretty much always warm there. As much as a... Brisbane person will tell you it's cold in winter it's not (laughs) it's still you can still get enough sun on your skin in the day and still be adequate compared to the southern part of Australia where we need two to three hours of sun on our skin which is quite wild now these recommendations is based off the Healthy Bones Australia website on top of bones and you know maintaining good bone health 
Vitamin D is also really important for maintaining good mood and energy levels and also maintaining healthy skin. So a deficiency in vitamin D has been linked to an increase of several health conditions. Like I said, osteoporosis, um, cardiovascular diseases as well. <laughs> sorry, as well. So vitamin D deficiency has been linked to an increased risk of heart disease, hypertension, and stroke, an increased risk of depression, increased risk of autoimmune diseases such as MS, rheumatoid arthritis, and type 1 diabetes, and also some cancers. So studies suggest that vitamin D deficiency may increase the risk of certain cancers such as colon, breast, and prostate cancer, which is very interesting. Now, if you have been vitamin D deficient before, you can only really find out from a blood test because the symptoms of vitamin D deficiency are there, but not many people get the symptoms. So these symptoms include fatigue, muscle weakness, bone pain, and frequent infections. So it is better to just get tested to know if you are vitamin D deficient, especially if you know you are not getting in the sun enough. So aside from the sun, we can also get enough vitamin D or some vitamin D from our diet and supplements too. So it is difficult to get enough vitamin D from food alone. So you do need to make sure you're either supplementing or getting in the sun to maintain optimal vitamin D levels. Uh, some dietary sources of vitamin D include fatty fish, such as salmon, tuna, and mackerel, egg yolks, there are some fortified milks um, and orange juices and cereals that are fortified with vitamin D. And as a little fun fact, uh, mushrooms as well. So the way you can get enough vitamin D through mushrooms is if you buy your mushrooms, you put them in the sun gills up for about, I think it's about 20 minutes, and then you consume the mushrooms, then you get an adequate amount of vitamin D in your diet, which is crazy. You can give that a try. If you even look out on some supermarkets, if you look at the, the mushrooms, some of them will say fortified with vitamin D. And that is because they've been exposed um, in the sun. So yeah, very interesting. If you like your mushies, definitely give that a go. I would also recommend just to make sure you, um, you are still getting enough sunlight on your skin or supplementing as well. So with supplements, the ones you want to look for are vitamin D3 supplements. So you can get them anywhere, really. They are super, super cheap um, and you don't really need to get a script for them. You do want to be careful of how much you have. It is hard to overdose on vitamin D. You need to consume quite a lot. But if you are deficient, it's best to go to see your doctor and get their recommendations on how much vitamin D to have. I recommend a certain amount to my clients but that's just because I know them um, and know how much they need so it is dependent on the person how much vitamin d they need and what their general living situation is like as in like are they constantly in the sun or not like how much do they need and how much they need for how long to be able to make to be able to get up to adequate vitamin d levels once you do get your vitamin d levels up it is important to try and maintain that with either a supplement or changing your lifestyle to be able to get out in the sun a little bit more now, vitamin D also plays a critical role in helping the body absorb and use several other essential nutrients, including calcium, phosphorus, and magnesium. So vitamin D helps the body absorb calcium from the diet and also helps to maintain calcium levels in the blood. And calcium is necessary for building and maintaining strong bones and teeth, muscle function, and proper nerve function. So it is important to make sure we are getting enough vitamin D to help us absorb the calcium in our, um, for our bones as well. 
It also helps absorb phosphorus. And this is important for bone and teeth formation as well, for cell growth and maintenance of healthy cells and tissues. And, vitamin, and magnesium as well. So vitamin D also helps absorb magnesium. And this is important for many processes in the body, including nerve and muscle function, heart rhythm, and immune system function as well. So getting vitamin D is important, not just for the direct health benefits that it provides, but also ensuring the proper absorption and utilization of other essential nutrients in the body. So when I worked in an office, it was really hard for me to get enough vitamin D. So I ended up becoming vitamin D deficient. And whether that was because also I was a vegetarian and vegan at the time, and I wasn't able to get in vitamin D through the fatty fish or not, the fact is I was still vitamin D deficient. And I do think I put it down to just not getting in the sun enough. Like I do remember at that time thinking, wow, it's Friday and I haven't even been out in the sun. Like I haven't got sun on my skin in a whole week. So no wonder why I got vitamin D deficient. So what I started doing was having my lunch outside. So I remember there was literally nowhere to sit outside. So I literally sat on a curb by myself in the sun. I took my jacket off and just had my skin on my arms showing and I ate my lunch while I was sitting on a curb. Remember another job, I sat literally in the driveway of where I worked to just be able to get the sun on my skin and make sure I was getting enough vitamin D because there was no other time for me to get it. By the time I leave work, get home, the sun's down and it just wasn't good enough. So I had to figure something out. So that is something I'd recommend for you if you can do it too. Um, one thing I did think at the time was, is everyone else at work thinking I'm weird for sitting out on the curb eating my lunch? But who cares? Honestly, you need to, you need to look after your health. So I would recommend doing that. If there's any way you can sit and get the sun on your skin, just for a couple of minutes, it doesn't have to be for the whole hour. Uh, if you do the whole hour, definitely recommend some sunscreen or some slip, slop, slap. So yeah, I would recommend doing that. Uh, other things I did was I really put a focus on getting out in the sun on the weekend. So I try not to stay inside for so long um, on the weekends and still get out and be active outdoors to help boost up my vitamin D levels. But at the time I did need to supplement. So if you are vitamin D deficient, you do need to supplement. I hear so often where people don't want to be taking supplements and it is just so important to take your supplement because the fact of the matter is your body, you can't um, eat or have a lifestyle adequate enough to support vitamin and mineral levels. So if you can't do that, you need to supplement. Same with things like iron deficiency, which I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. If you can't maintain your iron levels through your diet, you need a supplement. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it as well. You'd much rather supplement and try to get an adequate amount of the vitamin or mineral in than be deficient and then it causes other health issues. So it is super, super important. So if you are in any of these following categories, I would definitely recommend getting your vitamin D levels checked. So if you are an adult mainly working indoors, if you have any medical conditions that can affect the absorption of vitamin D, so it could be like liver disease, cystic fibrosis, celiacs, uh, Crohn's disease, or ulcerative colitis, all of those can um, affect vitamin D absorption. The elderly or housebound or people in residential care I do remember my grandma used to always say she would always go and sit out in the sun for 20 minutes and then come back in she would pull her sleeves up pull her pants up 
see her in the sun, even in winter when the sun was out, and she would get that vitamin D on her skin. So she was actually very cautious. I don't know if she did it because of vitamin D absorption or just because she liked the sun, but anyway, she used to do that all the time. Um, people who have naturally dark skin, so darker skin reduces the penetration of UV light. If you're covering your body for cultural religious reasons or pregnant, pregnant or breastfeeding women as well, especially because you be giving a lot of the vitamin D to your uh, baby. Also to help with vitamin D absorption, we do need to make sure we do have enough healthy fats in our diet. So to absorb the vitamins A, D, E, and K, we do need to have enough fats because they are fat-soluble vitamins, meaning they will only be absorbed if we have enough fat in our diet. So it really is important to make sure we are getting enough fat in our diet to help absorb our vitamin D levels as well. So getting enough vitamin D is also something that is really important for me as well. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I've been told I have low bone mineral density. So that means like I am most likely going to get osteoporosis when I hit either like that menopausal age or later on in life. It's most likely I'm going to get it. So by me getting enough vitamin D to help absorb calcium to help maintain strong bones is really, really important alongside my um, weight training as well. But another reason why it's important for you to get enough vitamin D is also because if you have a risk of getting osteoporosis, I mean, it's so many women get it once they hit menopausal age. Um, it is yeah, important to just stay on top of that. All right. So that is all I have for today on vitamin D deficiency. I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you did, please let me know if you have any questions. Also, please reach out to me. But otherwise, thank you for tuning in for another episode and I hope to... Be in your ears next week. All right. Bye-bye.